Osiris. Good morning, everybody. This is RJ. This is The Drop. I'm back. I've been traveling for a couple weeks, and now I'm here. So uh, took a little break, but wanted to keep bringing The Drop to you. And um, so here we are. So a few things I want to tell you about. Uh, there was an article in Billboard about AI creeping into the functional music market. This is fascinating to me. I've talked about this a lot, but um, there's... Basically, a, uh, a a new trend, which maybe you all know about, but there are millions of AI-powered songs, if you can call them songs, um, dreamscapes, sleep sounds, all that stuff that that are coming onto the to the streaming music platform, Spotify in particular. In this article, is highlighted, but um, you know it, it's interesting because as opposed to bands uploading songs to Spotify or, or, or going to the studio to create a record or, you know, creating music to um, express themselves or express creativity. This is uh, described in this, this article is that these uh, songs, if you can call them that, <laughs> are engineered to help people achieve a certain cognitive state. So sleep, studying, relaxation, and then there's, you know, laid back instrumental hip hop and lo-fi. I think, I mean, I, I once in a while I'll click on one of these playlists if I'm feeling in a particular mood, but most of the time I'm listening to albums. But, you know, this it seems to be the way of the future. And um, WMG has done a bunch of stuff. Um, Universal has done a bunch of stuff. I mean, the, the labels are getting, getting into this, but um, the Universal Music Group's chairman CEO wrote recently that great music is under threat from a flood of lower quality functional content that in some cases can barely pass for music. It's really interesting. I, I just, I'm fascinated by how this, how this will continue to evolve. Um, if you have thoughts, I, I wonder, do people, do people go to those sleep playlists? I go to sleep in, in the quiet, although I always have a fan on, but you know, do you use these sleep playlists or, you know, things to get in focus or do you listen to, I guess what I would consider music? Um, let me know. I'm curious. This is going to continue to evolve, obviously, but AI is going to continue to influence how music is made and consumed, and um, I think it's all pretty fascinating. Okay, there's an article in The Ringer, um, All You Touch and All You See, Dark Side of the Moon at 50. Of course, this year we're going to see a lot about Dark Side of the Moon, uh, 50th anniversary. This uh, article is about the legacy of the album, and Reflecting back on it, I mean, you know, this is one of the first albums I had. I'm sure most people listening, same thing. And it's it's timeless in a way. There's something about it that the story is, is a cohesive journey. I mean, there, there's something about it that's just fantastic and that I think um, is, is sort of unmatched in a lot of ways. But this um, this article goes into depth. I'll put the link in the show notes about... You know what is the what is the legacy of this, and and why is it still you know one of the most not only one of the most popular albums, but one of the most iconic. Both of my kids, both of my daughters, have shirts with the Dark Side of the Moon uh, album cover on it, and they're you know they've never heard the album. So it's interesting how culturally as well as musically, it's just a um, it's a it's a huge influence. So check that article out. All right, if you didn't know this, and you are a Fish fan. Fish summer tour tickets go on sale today. 
So check the link in the show notes. You might want to get hip to this because, you know, that's happening today. I'm curious what everyone thinks about the the fish summer tour dates. There's, there's of course, the seven nights at Madison Square Garden. Um, they're going to hit Star Lake and Alpharetta and The Man, Syracuse, Wilmington, North Carolina, Huntsville, Alabama, and, of course, Dick's. It's interesting when you look at it from the venue point of view. They're, they're not hitting that many venues, but but spending a little bit of time at at many of these venues, which is which is pretty cool. So I'm excited. I'm going to be at the man, curious where everybody's going. And of course we have, we have spring tour that's uh, coming up soon. And I should have mentioned one of the reasons I've been gone for a little while, I actually had a, a work trip and a personal trip with my family. And then my wife and I went to Mexico and it was our third time in Mexico. And um, I cannot recommend it enough. It's just, it's a beautiful place. It's sunny and 80 the whole time. It's one of the most relaxing things you can possibly do. Even even though you see four fish shows, the whole ambiance of the entire thing is just amazing. So I can't recommend it enough. We're going to try to go every year if we can. It's our one vacation away from our kids per year. Anyway, Mexico is great. Lastly, uh, Fans.Live is going to be streaming all of the Goose at the Cap shows. There are five shows coming up next week, if you were not aware. Hopefully you are already. Um, we're doing an afternoon show on Sunday, March 12th. It's already sold out. It's sold out in two minutes, which is pretty great. But um, sorry for those of you who got shut out. We're, we're seeing what we can do if, if there's any more tickets available. But we are going to be interviewing Rick and Peter and Jeff, and they're going to be playing acoustic music. I'm actually putting together the run of show and the questions and the conversation outline right now. So if you have questions you would like to ask Rick, Peter, or Jeff about all things Goose, all things music, let me know, and I will try to integrate those as I as I kind of put together the uh, the run of show. Tom and I will be interviewing them, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Yes.